Hello and welcome to the Video Shop Podcast. I'm your host, Cal. I'm your other host, Sam. And today we're talking about Doctor Who series 10 and Twice Upon a Time. Why? Well, we haven't spoken about this year. Yeah, we haven't spoken about much this year. Doctor <laughs> Who... Actually, we have. We've talked about a lot this year already. A ton. <laughs> a ton, in fact. Um, we didn't talk about it at all last year. Yeah. For the very good reason of the fact that we it, didn't care. And it wasn't on. And, oh, wasn't it? No. Oh, oh, last year, sorry, sorry. I think it's yeah, still yeah, 2017. Yeah, 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 get your shit together, Sam. Sorry. Well, we were going to wait till it finished, and then it finished, and there was just other things to talk about. Because last year was good, 2017 was a good a year of, for movies. Yeah, yeah, lots of movies, um, and we did a lot less TV. I think we did Black Mirror, yeah. Steven Universe, and like Star Trek, and that was nearly it. Yeah, because, well, Lobster's picking up the slack in that regard. Yeah, and in regards to Lobster, I just want to say... I have spoken about, like, the first seven episodes of this season on Lobster. Right. And I probably am going to disagree with myself. That's I good. I don't remember what I said. I don't remember so what you said either, but I, I remember not myself to nothing. <laughs> so, go listen to that. So, we're talking about Doctor Who Season 7 and we're talking about Twice Upon a Time. Yes. We should just jump straight into it because we've got a lot to get through. We do. Um, we're not talking about the return of Doctor Mysterio because that's already yeah we already covered. did an episode on that so you can go listen to check that check that out link in the so description so the first episode was the pilot the pilot now everyone knows that my pet peeves with Doctor Who is like yeah. the larger overall canon which I know is complete bullshit but we've got to stick to some semblance of sanity yeah and my biggest pet peeve with this one was um, was the fact that they introduce something that's more powerful than the TARDIS. Oh, yeah. Instantly. And, and it's just engine oil? Yeah. And, yeah. Like, yeah, come on. Weird. Come on, guys. Otherwise, I, I like the characterizations. I don't mind Bill. She wasn't talking about how much of a lesbian she is in this episode very much. It's she didn't do that really in any of the episodes. No, she doesn't in quite a bit. Like, so, somebody's done a breakdown, actually, of, of how often people, like, confirm their sexuality in a show, and she's actually somewhere in the middle. It just seems, like, very direct about it, like... Right. W- which makes sense, because there's a lot more people going, so, you know, you, you want my dick? And she goes, no, 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 I prefer the badge. A lot, like, just two camera, just straight up, no, I, I'm a woman who likes women. My issue with that is that it's it's making a big deal out of it. Yeah, also it's fine. Like, it, it wasn't it's, enough that it fine. bothered me. Um, no, it was more just like, okay, we get it. You like the vag, move on. Because I watched this largely in a... Uh, in a, uh, I binged it all. Right. I watched it a week at a time, so I didn't notice it. Yeah, that it happens in basically every episode. She basically oh, turns right. to camera and goes, hey, guys, I, I like the vag. You keep saying it, Cal. <laughs> it keeps being gross. Um, yeah, so uh, I, don't, I, I thought this was fine. Um, the, the, the using asymmetry in the puddle... As a way to yeah yeah, well, yeah that was kind was, of fun was interesting, but and s- introducing the topic of the vault was interesting. I called that it was the master pretty early on. I yeah, don't know if same. it was this. Yeah, I was a bit annoyed that it was the master actually because mm. I kind of liked the mystery of it. Mm. And, and then when I was right, I'm like ah. Oh. And this arc with the master has been really good, which we'll get to as we go to it. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll talk about that more. But like, have you you've seen Scream of the Shulker? Um. The animated one with... Oh, uh, I would have. Yeah, I don't remember the, it, though. The one with um, Richard E. Grant as the pseudo-Ninth Doctor before they yeah. re- rebooted the series. Yeah. Where they had the robot master who's physically constrained to the TARDIS. It's the master's consciousness in a robot body. Mm. And he can't leave. And, like, I, I, I wanted them 
to to do that sort of thing with with Misty here, which they sort of did. Um, yeah, a little bit. But like, I found that such an interesting idea, and I'm glad they sort of did something like that. This yeah, it was this fun. Season. I also liked the keeping the doctor in one bit, and that he was like this professor in a school. Yeah, all that was fun. It, it gave me like third doctor trapped on Earth in unit type feeling. Yeah, you know? yeah, which I think they were sort of going for. Yeah, for sure. Capaldi's whole thing was a bit more of a third doctor feel. Yeah, and I'm I'm cool with that. I liked it. Mm. Um, and Nardole was great. Nardole was much better in this even than he's ever been. Him having a head was like, yeah, it was uh, where I, he came from is weird, but yeah, and I liked his character, so it was fine. I just don't like the weird things they try and put in. It just feels like a thirteen-year-old kid. You know, going, ah, teapot, aren't I random? And it's like, shut the <laughs> fuck up. Shut up. Say something funny or fuck off. Don't talk about your invisible hair, you cunt. Fuck. Anyway. <laughs> so I really, I don't like Nardole, but I do. He's fine. Yeah. It's just those things really get me. <laughs> anyway. You know you're Nardole, right, Cal? What? You're the Nardole. Yes, I'm a short, fat, bald man. No, I get it. No, no, no. Not in appearance, even though there's a similarity. You know, you're the Nardole to my doctor. That's how this dynamic works. No, it isn't. I think it is, Cal. No, it isn't. I'm way ruder to you. Uh, I don't want to be either person in this relationship. <laughs> I'm just saying, if if I was, I'm Peter Capaldi. Okay. And you're Matt Lucas. Fair enough. Anyway. Um, yeah, no, the thing is, this ep- you're right, this episode was fun. I like the... I was going to say, I like the appearance of the robot people um, that the Daleks were fighting from, like, the fourth Doctor era, except they were fighting the wrong colour Daleks, so that annoyed me. What what people are this? So in the episode, you briefly saw their white jumpsuits with, like, weird dreadlocks and, like, ray uh, guns, yeah, and they're, yeah. like, these robot people that were fighting the Daleks back in the fourth Doctor's era. Right, okay. Um, except they were fighting the grey Daleks, not the gold Daleks, so what the fuck? Anyway. Well, maybe it happens again. Nah, I don't think so. Why, why wouldn't it happen again? I assume the Daleks wiped them all out, Cal. No, no, the Daleks wiping out a whole race of people, that doesn't sound like them. <laughs> Normally they just sort of fuck around with some bullshit plan to build something and then the Doctor turns up and stops them before they get to do anything. Yeah, that's yeah, fair. <laughs> the, the Daleks are the least effective genocidal maniacs ever. <sighs> fuck, I wish they were good. The Daleks. I'm just going to go watch season one again. They're just inconsistent. That's the problem. Yeah. They were good in season one. They've been overused. Thankfully, I like that they haven't been used quite as much in Moffat's era. But they pop up inconsequentially, and I think that's a mistake. They're the only genocidal maniacs who are less effective in big groups. Yeah. Like Dalek kills more da- kills more people. Like the one Dalek in Dalek kills more people but than all, all of the, the other Daleks combined ever. ever. <laughs> yes. Fucking uh, hell. I love that episode so much. I love Chris fucking Eccleston. God damn it! Why isn't the show as good as it used to be? I think you're just older, Cal. No. But it's not like that. There like, were some real bad episodes of that era. Oh, totally. There absolutely were. But it was never as consistently poo as it was in season eight and nine. Season eight was poo. You see, I think season nine was good except for the end. I hated every episode of season nine. No, you didn't. I, I, I nearly every time because we were still watching it weekly back then. Nearly every episode, it, like it would finish, we'd still have some fish and chips left, and everyone would be like, "Right, cool, we got to finish these off, so we don't have to listen to Cal rant about how <laughs> shit that episode was." Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, oh, it was um, bad, man. It was bad. Anyway, next episode was Smile. 
which I thought was going to be the worst episode of the season. It was actually it to be pretty quite good. good. Yeah. yeah. So that one was the one where they had the little smiley robots yeah. and like everything was killed. Mm. Um, I thought it was a lot of fun. I liked the mystery. I thought it was adequately suspenseful. And mm. the doctor's like reactions at the ends where like this is a life form. Mm. So, you know. Mm. Yeah, you coexist you, with you it. You coexist with it, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Which was very Doctor-esque. Yeah. And it gave... Bill Potts was interesting in this one, too. She... Mm. Um, yeah. It was, I sort of, it was relatively good. I sort of had it in the back of my mind watching it that this is somehow going to lead to the Bastion Arada. Yeah. Thing. I'm glad it didn't. It didn't, but, like, I, I, I sort of... I don't know. Because one thing I hate that fans always bring up and the, the one th- thing that's really bad about fandoms is people going, oh, everything's going to be connected. Fucking, she's Obi-Wan's granddaughter. All this stuff. All that bullshit really annoys me. It, yeah. just, it, it just sort of also annoys me that the Vashon Narada is such a good idea that haven't been redone yet, that haven't been... I think they're hard to redo because they were set up in such a way where they exist on every planet, but usually in small numbers. Mm. But they've accidentally got like lots of numbers here. And mm. that's the problem. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's fine. I, I'm sure they'll be done again at some point, but... Yeah, and I don't know. It was just such a good episode. Oh, I mean, such a good episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Smart... smart I feel like we should good. be rating these episodes in some way. Nah. All right. Nah. We don't um, rate shit. <laughs> that's not our next job. Next one was then Thin Ice. Uh, okay, I don't even remember Thin Ice. Uh, oh, that, that's... Yeah, with they the, go to the, the fish things. Yeah. Yeah. I was, that was pretty good. I liked the doctor playing around with the kids and yeah. pocketing things and sort of being morally grey about some yeah. modern Um I like that he hit a guy because <laughs> the guy was racist. <laughs> but really, shouldn't the doctor have known this shit? Like, well, he was all like taking the moral high ground, and then he was like, "Nah," <laughs> and that I kind of liked. But but also, this is our great anti-violence pacifist fucking hero punching a dude in the face because he thought wrong yeah. fuck off no don't do that that's a bad hit people model. before but this is basically the you can hit Nazis argument in Doctor Who which is a show for kids kindly fuck off with that shit yeah yeah true. he's either a moral arbiter or he's fucking not yeah true um what I did I found surprising is this episode actually killed the kid and the kids stay dead. Yeah, I like when people get killed and stay dead. I do too. That's a good thing in this universe. I was going to say, the Moffat... And it happens less and less, Clara. (laughs) (laughs) Moffat kind of... Because what I really liked in The Unearthly Child was the whole, just this once, Rose, everybody lives. Yes. um, And then Moffat came in, and it wasn't just this once, Cal. (laughs) (laughs) Empty child. What, what did I say? Unearthly. Unearthly child. It's going a bit far back. Yeah, a little, little bit. You were off by 200 odd episodes. Yeah, yeah, no. You're right, the empty child. My bad. <laughs> uh, so I, I I like that about it. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, it, there was there was a lot of just... Uh, like, fuck it. The, the show became way too fantasy about, you know, who gets to live and, and what counts as bringing thing, someone back from the dead. And season five got the balance of, like, the fan... Like, this is now a fantasy story, mm. but it's still Doctor Who. Mm. Just right. Yeah, definitely did. And particularly... I think most of... I think, actually, Matt Smith's seasons were good. I think they got a little too fantasy, and then season eight went weird. Mm. Season eight was weird, where it's like, this is a fantasy, but also the Doctor's an asshole now. Yeah. And they just got... Yeah, they got season eight really, really wrong. Yeah. 
I mean, see, like, um, season three and four got a bit like that with uh, the bringing people back. Sort of like when, yeah, when we finally Russell saw... Russell T. Davis did it a bit too. When we saw the Voyage of the Damned. Yeah. And Astrid Peth dies and mm. straight up dead. And the Doctor's like, I can do this. I can bring her back. And it's like, no, you fucking can't. There has to be some consequences. Yeah. Like, and he kind was, of does, but doesn't good. really... So it doesn't... I don't feel like I've been cheated. But it's more of an in-your-face, haha, fuck you, Doctor, you can't do this. Yeah, yeah, You can nearly do it. Yeah. (laughs) Look at her. Look at this person you're trying to bring back and failing. (laughs) Fuck you. Yeah, I like that about it. That was good. Um, And I I got a bit of, like, it was... So, yeah, it it was nice to see that sort of thing happen again in, in this, like, this... You know, it's okay, sometimes people die, sometimes shit happens. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Bringing it back to reality a little bit more. Because Moffat is just constantly living in this fucking fantasy world. Where the Doctor is the greatest hero who's ever fucking lived in the universe. No, no, no. Clara's the greatest hero that ever existed in the universe. Oh, fuck. But even, like... Oh, fuck Clara. Don't. Let's... Don't. Don't. We can't go down the Clara rabbit hole. We can't. We will both turn into a rage of hate and Mm. bitterness. Think of Bill. Bill's all right. Bill's Bill's quite good. Standard. And we'll also get to more of the Doctor being the biggest hero in the universe when we get to the Christmas special. Yeah, true. Yeah, Uh, I I don't really remember too much about what happened in this in the last episode. I I liked it because I like the like it's just a cool setting. The fact that that was a real thing, like the ice fairs, yeah. the terms is frozen over, so we're all going to go to play on it. And yeah. I'm like, why is that a thing that doesn't still happen? That's so cool. Yeah. Imagine if the Yarrow froze over yeah. regularly, and you could just go out and play on the ice. Yeah, and like try and push all the, the corpse arms back in <laughs> under the ice. As you go, you'd, you'd go fishing for, uh, for O-bikes. Yeah, the O-bikes <laughs> would be frozen in the river. <laughs> Ah, so good. Oh, man. Um, Next up was Knock Knock. This episode disappointed me a little bit. Was this... Oh, this is the landlord one with... Yeah. um, um, With David Suchet. Yeah. Yeah. Look, it was all right. The thing is, it was sold as a horror episode. And it wasn't that spooky. No... And also, everybody lives, Everyone Rose. lived, Fuck yeah. off. They got eaten by alien termites. Yeah. <laughs> to feed a wood woman. Um, yeah, the thing with that is the, the horror... The, they've, every few years, we've got a... This is a horror episode of Doctor Who. And I'm like, Doctor Who doesn't need horror... Like, have you watched The Empty Child? Mm. That shit's scary. Blink? Sh- fuck my life. Yeah. Um, like, but then they do... Like, there was the episode Hide, Matt Smith's... Yeah, which One. I thought was fine, but it wasn't very spooky. Yeah, that was fine, but it wasn't scary at God all. God Complex was scarier. Yeah, agreed. Completely agreed. Mm-hmm. Um, there was another one a couple of years prior to that that they did that mm. was meant to be the scary one. And this also felt to me like, oh, this is the scary horror one. Yeah. And I'm just like, eh, this was fine. Yeah. I'm um, neither here nor there on it. I like seeing Bill and her friends. Mm. But I just wish there was a little bit... But then her friends became annoying assholes. I'm like, good. I'm glad you got sucked into a wall. Mm. Yeah. And the, the idea of a house eating people is sort of interesting. And it's been done before a whole So lot. much, though. I think that's the problem. Yeah. And also, it's just like... These also, are these wood alien people, termites, and this is what they just do. Also, wood people is a thing we've seen in Doctor Who before. Yeah. I feel like they interesting just had then. I feel like they just had enough of the fucking <laughs> effects left over. Yeah, why, probably. Why don't we get more tree people? The tree people were introduced in episode two, and they were like, they were. I wanted to see more of her, and she gets fucking killed. 
Yeah, true. Yeah. But they were really cool tree people. Yeah. All they the were, tree people have done since are really gross trees. looking. Yeah, all the all the tree people since have been like either um like autons made of wood, sort of thing. Yeah. Cybermen made of wood. Or fucking I forgot that was a thing. Yeah, that was real dumb. And Ugh. then he kills him with a flamethrower. No, uh, the the Cyberman has a Flamethrower flame flame as the wood? Yeah. That's so dumb! I'm pretty sure. That's like the opposite thing! <laughs> anyway. Um, I don't remember. And then these weird termite people. Like, I want to see the, the sentient trees that evolved into people. Right. Like, I want to see them back. They were cool. Um, also, David Suchette's performance in this was really good, but he's always good. Like, it was really nice to see him. It was just fine. Yeah, this was another episode where, like... Like Thin Ice, I like Thin Ice more, actually. Yeah, I found look, Thin I, Ice more interesting. Well, because the fish was just a thing that happened in Earth. Yeah. Yeah. And I always like it when that's that's a, that, that kind of stuff happens. And it was just Doctor humans Who. being industrious of a thing that exists. Like, yeah. that's that's good. It was evil in the sense that, you know, most of the things that we do are evil. Evil, yeah, yeah. correct. Um, you know, by somebody's moral compass. Yeah. But I, I liked it. I Yeah, it was good to see that sort of moral grey area of like, well, they're just doing what's good for money. Yeah, they, for they, sure. They kill people, so they were hardcore bad, but... Yeah, and look, the next episode, if we skip over Knock Knock a bit, Oxygen. Yeah, this is where they sort of went, we need to be heavy-handed in our... Yeah, I'm telling you of what is evil and it's capitalism. Yeah. Forget all the entire world that's built around you on the back of it. Fuck that. I really like this episode. Because it does have problems. And this was interesting. But the doctor basically turning to the camera and going, capitalism's bad, kids. Was like, okay, shut up for a second. Tell us about the space zombies. <laughs> well, yeah, I found the space zombies. The doctor going blind was really cool. Um <laughs> Him turning to the camera going, I'm blind. It was so dumb and cheesy. A little bit. But I liked that it had consequences. Yeah, and correct. The, and the, the doctor can't just go and save people and then put all the radiation into his fucking foot somehow. Oh, yeah, that was... Fucking... Unicorn of the Wasp was such a dumb episode. No, that wasn't that episode where we put the radiation. Oh, so that, that was poison. I really liked that bit, though. That was so dumb. No, that bit was fun. But I think it was David Tennant's performance. Yeah. And, and Catherine Donna, Tate. Catherine Donna's Tate's reaction. So salt. No, that's too salty. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is going to be our, our least accessible episode because our fans at this point must just not expect Doctor Who episodes. Yeah, right? <laughs> so now we're just talking about so episodes by name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, moving on. Um, yeah, no, Oxygen was really good. I It was a cool idea. I love episodes where we get locked off from the TARDIS and the sonic screwdriver got destroyed. Yeah. And I like any episode where that happens. Yeah, I, I like the Doctor being forced to do things. It became a bit of a formula in David Tennant's era of, like, the TARDIS lands. He steps out. All of a sudden, big iron door is boom. <laughs> or the TARDIS falls into a big pit. Or somebody grabs the TARDIS and fucks off with it. I have to say, the Satan pit. Mm. So fucking good, that episode from David Tennant's era. Yeah. And it did that. Yeah. Didn't lose the sonic screwdriver, but... I like it when that happens too. Mm. The, what bothers me about losing the sonic screwdriver is it's so often he loses it, mm. but then suddenly sometimes he'll decide to have an entirely different design. Yeah. Despite changing it, but despite never changing it when he yeah. loses it. Because back in um, David Peter Davidson's era, yeah. the sonic screwdriver was just, just destroyed. It gets destroyed by a Cyberman like in episode two of him being regenerated. It wasn't a Cyberman, uh, but something it, like it was that. something else. Some and thing. he never had another one for that era. Yeah. Um, it was gone. 
Interestingly, that episode where it got destroyed, they were meant to have... There was a deleted scene where he went into this room in the TARDIS that was full of sonic screwdrivers. Yeah. And he just picked up another one, and the writers were like, no, nah, the sonic screwdriver's cheap. Let's get rid of it. Yeah. It's too, it makes things too easy to fix. And, and I'm okay with that, but you almost need to like write your stuff around it. There was a few too many, um, this is deadlocked. Um, deadlock sealed and the yeah. yeah and it's like what, what does it even mean I was going to say it's made of wood but like, like it, it made sense where like because I think what that would have come from is I'm pretty sure there's a moment in the classic series where it's like no it's just dead bolted it's like screwdriver can't lift a bolt mm. on the other side of the thing like that doesn't work it's a deadlock yeah and and that makes sense but he's then there's other things where David Tennant's scanning like a computer chip and it's going no it's deadlock sealed what the fuck even is that <laughs> you're completely missing what a deadbolt is yeah oh. just on a quick side note I also love that the psychic paper's basically gone yeah the psychic paper was cool though but it was, it was cool, over but it was it was one of those things where every episode the doctor shows up he gets away with it because the psychic paper mm. he um, does something with the sonic screwdriver oh but then in the final act, it's deadbolted, so he's got to find another way. <laughs> it's so fucking dumb. Yeah, I know. I, I'm just it's glad that... It's formulaic, but I'm okay with the formula being like, this is his excuse for getting into things and getting into places. Yeah, I like I like that, though, the Doctor sneaking in or telling ridiculous lies or getting kicked out of places and finding another way. I just find it more interesting when the Doctor has to really work to do it. Well, and I like when... Because there were because, a couple of times when he would use mm. the psychic paper... And they'd go, oh, yes, sir, right away, and move him along. Yeah. And then he'd say something that contradicted what they saw on the paper later on, yeah. and he'd be outed. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That, like, that was all right. The like paper that. wasn't perfect. And sometimes like, it didn't work on William Shakespeare. Yeah, like, yeah, and it's like, like ah, genius. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is fine. It was fine. I, just, I, I liked it. it. It was too much, though. Matt yeah. Smith's era had it a couple of times. I'm like, this is the perfect amount of times for it to show up. Yeah, exactly. But he, but Matt Smith's era had way too much screwdriver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he used it to lift a door. Yeah, I forgot about that. But that's why I love Matt Smith's first episode. It was just another case of yeah. nothing. No Sonic, no TARDIS. Still save the world in under 12 hours. <laughs> Fucking anyway. Boom, baby! Um, Oxygen was good, and yet... The next one was Extremis. Yes. This like um, this is where the season took a bit of a dive for me. Not too yeah. much of a dive because I still enjoyed this whole season way better than the last two. Yeah, same. Um, um, yeah, I didn't mind. This episode was probably the one I liked of this like little mid-season trilogy the most. Yeah, because it was really interesting. And then in the end, they're in a computer program. Yeah, and I like that the Doctor, even in a computer program, yeah. still goes, well, fuck you. Fuck you, I'm the Doctor, and he's the Doctor, and he's going to fuck you up. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't even care that I'm in a computer program, I'm still going to do the right thing, I'm still going to fuck you. And that moment where everyone does the numbers the same, mm. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, that's it. cool. Fuck. Because it's like, what piece of information would you give people that would make everyone, without a, without fail, kill themselves? And it's knowing that if you kill yourself, you get to wake up and join the real world again. Well, they don't, though. Well, I mean, isn't it proved that they are in a simulation? It's proved that they're a computer program. Right. So the real them exists, but they're not that. Yeah. So the, it was, the doctor was going, you've, you've made a big mistake and you made a computer program of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a bad move. And I've got sonic glasses in this computer simulation, yeah. so I can use the simulation, bitch. <laughs> 
<laughs> he just hacks it. I, I do like that. Like, this was an okay episode, and the, the scary moment of, like, Bill and Nardole realising that they're a simulation and that no one's real, and how long have they been in a simulation? Yeah. sort of horrifying and good. Yeah, it's, I really liked it. It's that level of horror that needs, like, that Doctor Who needs. Of like, It's the existential dread sort of thing that makes it good. The Pyramid at the End of the World was the next one. And this was also fine. But it, didn't it feel like Martha wandering the, the Dalek-infested planet? Like, it felt like that sort of thing. No, but no, no, that was the next one. You're oh, thinking sorry. of the next one. Oh, the Pyramid at the End of the World where all the, the, the different UN armies are... Yeah, so a pyramid just appears in this, like center-like kind of of the military power. Yeah, because this episode, basically nothing happened. They just sort of commented on how Well, and you kind of were learning about the thing. But my problem was that the Doctor had a phone on him, right? Mm. In that final scene where Mm. he's trapped and he can't see the numbers because he's still blind. I like that consequence. Yeah. But he had a phone on him. Yeah, he could have taken a photo. He could have taken a photo and sent it to someone and they could have gone, these are the numbers. He's like, okay, so, you know, this many down up. He could have held it up to the glass to the woman on the other side. Yeah. Going, what are those numbers? Fucking 3179. Oh, cool. They're on the corners. That's real easy. Yeah. <laughs> Off we go. He, like, he yeah. could have... That's my problem with this is the ending, which... And then Bill, like, told, you know, gave away the thing to the people. And the Doctor probably would have regenerated anyway. So, like, I don't know. I just... Yeah. Didn't, it, the end didn't work for me. And then I hated the next episode. Yeah, I mean, because again, know. it had a really dumb resolution. Like, yeah, because that that was just Bill turns up and then everything's okay again. Now that Bill's here for some reason. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't even remember exactly what. I don't happened, either. But and I just don't like, really want to spend a lot of time on it because I really didn't like it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the one thing we haven't talked about is Missy's sort of arc throughout this whole season. Yeah, so that's far. true. Missy, I don't really remember what she did though until the end. Well, because there was a lot of episodes where it's just like stay in the TARDIS and don't kill anybody, and she yeah. does, and everyone's surprised. Yeah, like there's a few episodes like that, which was fine. Um, I mean, but like this was one of the aspects of the season that really worked for me was the master coming around to not being a shit cunt. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I like that too. And it had, I had, I for me, it had a satisfying payoff in the end too. Mm. Um, we'll I, get to, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, the the lie of the land. I mean, I like the idea that the monks like have this signal that makes you all think. But you're right, it, 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 it was the Martha wandering the world, this isn't our real world kind of yeah. thing, and it, it just, it didn't work for me. It worked way better in Turn Left. Yes, Turn Left did it really good, because it was kind of more parallel dimension mm. than yeah. anything else. Yeah. Um. And, um, yeah, I, it's just kind of... And it, it had those classic end of the episode, like, the Doctor's like, oh, no one remembers, you humans just kind of forget shit. Uh, yeah, which... Uh, which I really hated in the forest uh, episode of season eight. Oh, no fuck. one is forgetting that one time a forest sprouted up over the entire planet. And they killed the moon. <laughs> no one will ever forgive that season for existing. My headcanon is that they were in a simulation... That, <laughs> that was the simulated. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like the, yeah. The, the, yeah. The, they've been in a simulation since that season. 
Yeah. That that has to be the only way. So dumb. Um, the next episode was Empress of Mars. Actually, yes. I really liked this one. Yeah, this was quite good. Um, um, the real... It's a little weird that it was like classic British soldiers on Mars. On Mars, but like... And the they ex- don't really question that. No, but the, but, the, but the explanation that it's like an ice warrior crashed and they made the ice warrior fix and take them to their home But then world. that's not documented. We didn't... That didn't accelerate Earth technology... In any way, like that has no impact on because they went to Mars and then never got back. But they had an ice warrior ship and they used that and an ice warrior. Like, yeah, human beings' first contact happened then, and no one fucked around with that. I mean, it's bad enough that we're introducing dinosaurs in fucking the Thames and shit fucking way back. And like, we're we're introducing a whole bunch of this other shit and fucking with the human timeline. That's always been a problem with Doctor Who. Like the giant Cyberman Mm. in um, the next Doctor. I do like, because they kind of explained it in the Matt Smith era. Mm. Because Matt Smith even makes a point. He's like, no one remembers that. Why? cracks in the yeah. universe yeah and that was a great explanation but it doesn't really roll over to now because mm. the cracks have all been sealed so everything's been reset right who the fuck even knows this universe is in tatters man it always has been though it shouldn't be like it it, it always has been is it has been since matt smith since moffat took over yeah yeah it, but so it always yeah. is a very subjective term but also like going back like the universe like, the new series doesn't really match to the old series. The Doctor's half-human, supposedly, mm. if if you count the TV movie, which in canon it exists, so... I mean, my... Like, because the, the big finish sort of references it. Well, and don't they make the explanation that it was a trick or something? Yeah, basically, is that yeah. it was the Doctor sort of hiding. Mm. Um, yeah. Which doesn't make a lick of sense if you actually watch the movie, but... Well, it's, it's a bit more of, like, to not... Because he gets killed by the anaesthetic. Yeah. And and so, in, in part of that regeneration, he needs to not be so prone to the stuff that's in his system. Right. So, when he regenerates, he doesn't regenerate very much of his time lordiness straight away and loses a bunch of his memories and... Yeah, and then that, that happens later on in his regeneration. Yeah. Um, I do like, I don't mind the TV movie, actually. The TV... Besides The Master. Yeah. That TV movie's fine. Yeah. And Paul McGann's really good. Paul and McGann's great. And Big Finish does so fucking much great stuff with him. So much good stuff. Paul McGann, best and of... And Night the- of the Doctor. Oh, so, so good. So good. Um, I want, like, a flashback series of Paul McGann as the Doctor. It'll never happen. I know, but I still want it. Couldn't they have just made fucking Dark Eyes as a TV series? It would have been so good. Oh, I need to finish that too. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm so little into it. I finished the second part, I think. I can't remember. Um, so yeah, Empress of Mars. Good. Nothing episode, but fun. But it was a nothing episode in the sense that we don't have anything bad to say about it. Yeah. Like, it was good. And that's why it was, it was a fun. solid episode that was yeah, kind that of a could, fun idea. You could make any doctor do it. Um, any, like, it would have been any fine. Any companion, yeah, yeah, it would have been... Totally fine. Besides, okay. besides it fucking with Earth cannon. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. It's but fine. the whole thing's in fucking tatters. Um, the Eaters of Light. This was a bit of a nothing episode for me that I didn't really pay much attention to. It's the same as the Empress of Mars, I think. It's good. I got nothing bad to say. I like the ideas. Except, except Talking Crows. That bit was dumb. 
Yeah, that was dumb, but I, I feel like that has less of an impact on the world at large. Yeah, true. Than, than, than the, the Martians existing. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> and then correct. knowing of this. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Mm. Um, so we're we going straight to World Enough and Time. Yeah, fuck it. Let's do it. This is where the real fucking nitty gritty discussions are going to happen. This finale and the... Yeah. Yeah. So the World Enough and Time opens with the Doctor stumbling out, stumbling out onto a snow planet and starting to regenerate. And we don't even get his fucking regeneration for fucking ages. Well, I, I read recently, apparently he was originally meant to regenerate at the end of this little arc. Yeah. He wasn't meant to be in the Christmas special. Yeah. But Chris Chibnall didn't want to start with a Christmas special. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, understandably. Because you know what you do then? Mm. Make it a David Bradley story entirely. Yeah, that would make, be good. Make Bill, like, give it, like, make Bill meet him. And have have her not know how to explain and like that would have been an interesting yeah, story. Chris, that I'd I was really going to say, liked. Chris. Yeah, yeah, you totally could have done that. That would have been fun. Yeah. See, this yeah. is why I'm better than you, Moffat. <laughs> um, Fuck. Or Paul McGann. <laughs> that was me flower facing. Oh, it would have been so good. Paul McGann um, and David Bradley together would have been the fucking bomb. <laughs> so, I kind of like the the black hole stuff. So the ship's so long that on one end it's times moving separately. I, I love that as a concept. Yeah. Um, but it, the problem is yeah. the TARDIS ruins it because TARDIS we've seen the TARDIS it. completely defy black holes because it's powered by one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the thing was, I liked the mechanic of like, no, by the time we take the elevator back to the TARDIS, it will, millions of years will have passed for the Cybermen and they'll just beat us. Yeah. <laughs> like, the problem being that the Doctor has the TARDIS and was he actually says in it, it, it won't work this close to the black hole mm. or something to that effect. That's, yeah, that's what ruined it. Yeah, that's done. And that was the reason why Bill... I liked Bill getting turned into a Cyberman. That was good. That Ooh. was good. Yeah. Bill being like resurrected at the end. Mm. Not good. Yeah, that was really bad. Um, I liked classic Cybermen. Mm. Um, I didn't like any other Cybermen. I liked that the Cybermen were scary again. For a yeah. second, they were horrifying in the sense that this isn't existential. What is humanity? What is like, yeah, like this was empty child level of scary. Yeah, yeah. In this episode, they worked. In, I just I didn't like the stomping noise that the walking Cybermen made. I don't remember. So you know the like the classic stomp 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 <laughs> yeah. noise they make. That's a new Who thing. Yeah, yeah. Like old Cybermen were silent yeah and they were creepier because of it mm. like my favorite cybermen were the fifth doctor's cybermen because mm. you could actually see males in a clear piece. yeah i did like that yeah. um and that shit's freaky because yeah. they're just a little bit close to human yeah and the first doctor's cybermen were also creepy because they just walk in mm. and open their mouths and noise comes out yeah what i didn't like is i liked the recreation of the classic cybermen Cool, mint. Yeah. I didn't like that they stomped when they walked because it didn't make any sense. Yeah, it's fine. Because they're still mostly, like, yeah. flesh. Yeah. I don't know. Just didn't make any sense. With the explanation. Yeah. The, the whole, you know, with when technology reaches a certain level, this is just something that humans and humanoid creatures do. Yeah. Like, that Cybermen are sort of an event horizon that a lot of people get to. It's not necessarily the thing that happens all the time. But it's common enough yeah. that, that it doesn't matter where any of these other Cybermen came from. Don't worry about canon. 
What do you, what do you think of that explanation? Um, it's fine. So I, I, I'm I like generally it. positive about it. But they make it... They do say that these are Mon... These people are from Mondas. Yeah, yeah. Or I like the idea that for Mo- people like Mondasians, mm. essentially humans, really, mm. um, that the Cybermen are an inevitability no matter what. That, like, this so is just even like on this, I was going to say, even on have. this isolated ship, they yeah. all end up being Cybermen still. Yeah. I kind of like that. I do like that. Uh, but I, I think that I didn't like that they had like three different generations of Cybermen all attacking at the same time. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Because if they'd upgraded one lot, they'd go, oh, let's upgrade all of them. Yeah. That's what the Cybermen's whole deal was. Yeah. Yeah. That was a little dumb. Also, but, I mean, was... they had the old Cybermen fly and that looked yeah, shit too. Yeah, that was dumb. Yeah. Yeah, it was real dumb. What I did like was the guy that Bill made friends with. <laughs> was the master. master. Yeah. And because you did not pick that it was John Sim, and that he ripped off a rubber mask. <laughs> rubber masks. Yes, <laughs> the mastering rubber masks. And yeah. I also like that um, inevitability for the master is a is a goatee. <laughs> <That if laughs> the master lives for long enough, he will always have a goatee. I assumed that if Missy hadn't died, would have ended up with, with a goatee. <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> um, oh, it's funny. Um, look, I, I, I'm, I'm okay with that. I, I've watched a few people um, who reviewed this mm. two-parter and who came to the conclusion that John Sims Master was ultimately unnecessary. And I uh, yeah. think I agree. Completely. It was really fun to see him. But for a multi-master story, You'd think that he would have had, for lack of a better word, a master plan that he was executing. Well, it was it was a multi-master story that also had the Cybermen. It was a Doctor Regeneration story. It was all these other things. There were too many things Too going much on. going on, which is often Moffat's problem. Yeah. He's trying to do too much. And that's yeah. why I think season five works. Because there's nothing for him to do yet. Everything well, he's everything say, he the, wanted to do. Hadn't the one thing yet. was all built around the crack in the wall. Yeah. And that was the ongoing arc and it was simple and clean. And now there's Focused, just yeah. too much going on. Yeah. Um, and I didn't like that so much. Yeah. I Yeah. There's a problem here. And like, I... Seeing both masters was good. Seeing John Sims master again was amazing. Seeing how he ultimately regenerates. Mm. But here's the thing. My problem with it is that Moffat has... I like... Moffat's done some great stuff with Doctor Who. Mm. But he ruined the return of Gallifrey and the return of the master. Yep. So the return of Gallifrey and the return of the master should have been the same story. And yeah. it should have been at the end of season nine and it should be fucking off Clara. She's dead. The, the doctor's mad and he's angry. He comes back to Gallifrey to find Rassilon dead and the master's like taken over or something like that. You know, mm. something or he, he turns up the and Rassilon's ruling and he has to team up with John Sims, the master. He, or something, he, he and the master are thrown into a cell together, wait, awaiting their execution Big heist, they get out, the master regenerates into Missy. Fantastic. <laughs> Would have been awesome. Like, because that, that's the, we don't even need to see too much of it. Nope. Like, it, it could have, like, the doctor could be thrown in a cell and the master, as Missy, might be doing a, a, an interesting plan, like, making the doctor do what she wants him to do um, because the doctor hasn't realised that it's the master yet. Yeah. Or something, like, you could do some interesting things here, but they just don't, like... 
What I did like was the resolution of Missy's kind of arc was that her past self was like, fuck you, this new version of me. <laughs> I hated that. Oh, really? Because I didn't like the it. master's whole motivation forever since the dawn of time is, is to live, live longer. Don't kill yourself then, you moron. Yeah. <laughs> and I get that he That's goes, well, if you're going to live on, like living on, but not as me, isn't worth it. So fuck you. You know what though? I like that John Sims version of the master has that much ego because, because John Sims master is crazy. Yeah. And he's always been like that. Mm. The doctor's like regenerate. He's like, no, fuck you. (laughs) Yeah. I, that's what I didn't like as well. But 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 the explanation of, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck you. My biggest fuck you to you is dying. Like, like the, the master breaking his rule Mm. makes sense. If it's to fuck the doctor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like it doesn't make but sense as to was, fuck himself. <laughs> except it was the same thing because he was fucking himself, but Missy was going back to save the doctor. Remember? Yeah, that's true. Um, it just, I did, I just didn't click. You know what? Time. I love John Sims master, but they've never gotten the characterization quite right. No, they haven't. The only time they did was when he was Harold Saxon and they fucked that right up right at the end. Yeah, they did. I, I like the, the thing about the master is, he wasn't a crazy person. No. They retcon him into being a crazy person. And then he played... Like, John Sim played crazy really well. Right. But then they bring him back not as a crazy person. Who's yeah. totally reasonable. Evil, but reasonable. And they, then there's no explanation there. If we had have seen John Sim's master in this, being like, oh, fuck, the drums are gone. Yeah. I'm finally free. I don't have to be crazy anymore. I think there was a throwaway line that the he was fixed on Gallifrey or something and then escaped or some bullshit. But that was never a story plot point. So there's no point bringing this master back. Yeah, exactly. That's the problem. There's no point in the master being there. Yeah. Um, it it should have been yeah. one or the other. It should have been... A big regeneration story about the about the John Sims and Peter Capaldi's masters regenerating at the same time. That would have been fun. Yeah, yeah, like them regenerating together could have been really cool. Regenerate with a fist bump, <laughs> like the literal like bump. <laughs> that would have been that funny. <laughs> dumb. <laughs> they wouldn't have done it. It would have been so dumb. And then they both regenerate into a woman. Ah, it could have been okay. Um, it would have been dumb. Mm. Would have been really dumb. Let's Especially because there's a whole lot of weird sexual tension with our, like the the master fucking himself was really weird. Mm. And d- d- you've you've heard what um, Russell T Davies suggested? No. Or I, and I can't remember. I think it was something that I don't I don't remember who said it, but it, in a conversation between Moffat and Davies, yeah. one of them mentioned the idea of John Sim knocking up Missy, and then both dying. And the, the master mantle being passed on to the sun. <laughs> gross. Real, real gross. Interesting, though. It's also interesting that they've killed the master. Um, but he'll be back. Oh, of course. He always is. Yeah. How many times have they killed the master? A many is the answer. Yeah. I, um, <laughs> the master with, like, cat eyes <laughs> has been killed. The master with oh, fucking... Oh, yeah. yeah. Cat eyes master. I forgot about cat eyes master. Well, cause, I don't mind that story arc. Yeah. Well, because cat eyes master was executed by the Daleks on order of by the humans at the start of the 8th Doctor. Oh, yeah, movie. true. Yeah. Oh, man. <sighs> fucking weird. This whole thing's so weird. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, 
So the end of the story is Bill's become like the space oil. Which would have been fine if she had a like fucked her space oil girlfriend and fucked off. Which is sort of what happens, I guess, because she's not the same as she is in the Christmas special. Yeah, correct. It's a little bit different. Yeah. Um, and then the Doctor shows up on the planet, starting to regenerate, and the first Doctor rocks up. And then we've got to sit through another two hours before he fucking regenerates. And I'm like, I'm okay. I want to see more Capaldi because he deserved better than what he got. Absolutely. And but, this yeah. was a good season. But didn't it feel like it just dragged with this regeneration? Oh, yeah. It felt like Moffat didn't really know what he wanted to do. Yeah. I like the first Doctor and, like, the first Doctor of the new cycle. Yeah. Regenerate, like, having this thing together. That was kind of... I enjoyed that. Yeah, and them both just going, look, I don't want to... I mean, the first Doctor going, I don't want to change the 13th Doctor. going, well, look, fuck everything. I'm just done. I just don't (laughs) want to do this anymore. Um, That annoyed me, though. When he finally just goes, ah, fuck it, one more. It like, there's no, like, it just turns on a switch. He says his heartfelt goodbyes to his friends and goes, I'm going to, ah, no, fuck it, I'll just keep going. So dumb. Yeah, it's kind of, (sighs) David Tennant's, uh, regeneration has bothered me for nearly all of the, the two regenerations that I liked were Christopher Eccleston's. And Matt Smith's. And Matt Smith's. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Matt Smith's was like. I'll always remember when the doctor was me, yeah. but it's all right. Yeah. It, like, you know, it, okay. was, it was bittersweet. Yeah. And Eccleston going, look, look I was I fantastic. fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I love being me. I'll yeah. always remember when it was me. And that's great. Can we get those two? <laughs> I don't want to go. Multi-doctor story. <laughs> like, I... <sighs> yeah, no, Peter Capaldi's final speech was Moffat being a little... It wasn't quite it as was. bad... Pure, <laughs> unadulterated crap. Utter, utter garbage. <laughs> Peter Capaldi delivers it with such gusto and authority and greatness. Peter Capaldi is amazing, but that speech was it was very, it was so self indulgent. Oh, it was worse than I don't want to go. The thing is, the the only reason I don't think in message it was uh, as bad. I think I just I don't want to go was shorter. the children. Was shorter. They can say your name. They can hear it. F- fuck you. It's such fucking wishy washy heartfelt garbage. Fuck off. Hate it so much. I like so. the final line. Doctor, I let you go. No. No. Even that is bad. But you see, that would have been fine if it was just that. But is that not implying? Because if it was. <sighs> I let like I, I let this version of me go. Oh, well, that's like what that. I got. See, I and that's what I think it was meant to be. But it, I, there are people out there who are going to say, "Doctor, I let you go" is the last words of the real Doctor. Because now we get the one with fucking ovaries next. <laughs> They're not the real Doctor. Yeah, but, yeah. People, but people say that about Matt Smith, and they said it about Capelli, and they said it about Tennant. Like, <sighs> but like people, because like, Doctor Who fans are the worst. Fans are the worst. But also, like, he spends this whole thing going, you know, like, it's okay, like, the Doctor of War can be a good title, can be a good thing, like, even though all the things that he becomes is something that the first Doctor was not keen for. Was there anything you liked okay. about this final episode? I, I, I generally liked... I did. The I interactions liked... between the two of them, but uh, ultimately the... the story was nothing. Nothing yeah, it, happened. Yeah, it was a nothing story. Uh, what I, I... The idea that, for once, it wasn't evil... Mm. Like, that's fine. That's nice. I liked that the Doctor, like, offset the timeline slightly. Yeah. For, to save the Brigadier's 
great granddad or whatever. Yeah. And I'm, I was like, ah, oh, it's the Brigadier's granddad. Of course it is. That's fine. I like that. Yeah, that's fine. And um, and I love that moment in history, the soccer plane, field plane. And yeah, like, that was cool. But also, there were a whole bunch of people just sort of sitting in trenches drinking coffee and then two dudes in this hole. That's how it went, though. No, but if you were either fighting or you weren't, weren't well, you? Like, well, how did those would, two get there? Because what would happen is, you if you survived when you ran out, mm. when you like went over the trenches, if you survived that, you would have gotten stuck. Mm. Because both sides are drinking coffee, chilling, but one person's still on their gun. So if they see you pop over, they're going to shoot at you. That's how it went. That, that just seemed like a really unrealistic moment to have stopped in. I was going to say, it's, it's not... It, I probably like it's not that unrealistic because World War One was fucked in every way. Oh, it was, but you'd think that it was like because it was a war of attrition. It was everyone gets out of this trench, runs towards the dudes in the other trench, and if you weren't the ones who got out, you largely won. Yeah. You know, and then like it just became who did that more often? How many times did you do it, and it miraculously worked? You know, and you you gained six foot of ground. Yeah. At a time, like it was fucked. Um, but it was fire. Like it, it wasn't so unbelievable that I went. I don't. Like, yeah, it, it didn't, didn't ruin the movie for me. Um, how did you like the Dalek? Um, did you forget that Dalek existed? I forgot that, that Dalek did the whole. I'm gonna blow up some Daleks after he left. Yeah. I like the idea of the Dalek just going. I'm gonna live on this planet. Any Daleks who fucking come anywhere near me, I'm gonna murder the fuck out of them. And yeah. I, the, the Daleks coming out of their shell and having that face hugger moment. Oh, that happens all the... That's a, that's a classic Dalek thing. Yeah, but, I mean, it just felt like a... What are you hoping to do here? Like, what? And can you speak? I, how smart are you? Why are you like this? Like, the why Daleks, are they animals? The Daleks have often, though, when they've come out, they jump on and they try and strangle you. That's their go-to. Yeah, that makes sense. But he also just, like, jumps on, tries to strangle you, and then just fucks off again. Like, it wasn't that somebody grabbed him and, you know, and, like... Didn't someone, like, force it off? I don't remember. I think some of the forces are. It just felt like too easy. Um, I like Bill and Nardole's goodbye. That was kind of nice. The thing that ruined it was this technology that, again, breaks the universe. Now no one can die. Yeah. But that we already had that world-breaking technology. Kindly fuck off with all this universe-breaking stuff. Yeah, I agree. I'm hoping Chris Chibnall does less of that. Um, But but also, uh, Clara Oswald had a little final... Fuck off. Moment. Yeah. Yeah. I was just glad to see it happen, so we can go, right, that's it, you're gone. You are now rosed. You are off. Gone. Forever. We we won't see you again. So good. And she was always going to pop up, because there's always the the first face this face saw, whatever. Like, Matt Smith had that little moment too, which I didn't love. But in that one, I kind of liked it, because he seemed to be like high off a regeneration mm. off his regeneration so it was like he was hallucinating yeah and this one it was the doctor getting his memories back mm. which I guess is fine I don't know mm. um but you're right there's not a lot to say about this episode how because... did that last episode get packed with so much shit and then this episode has not how, how did the that two parter oh. have too much going on and I this th- have not enough I think it was because it was written and then Moffat found out they had to do another one mm. or because what the how, how it went was it's like okay well Chris Chibnall, well, Moffat, you're leaving at the end of this, so... And Chris Chibnall doesn't want to do a Christmas special, so if you if that's how it's going to go, we're not doing a Christmas special. Mm. And Moffat was like, I don't want Doctor Who to lose the slot for mm. future. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, that's fair enough. I get that. Would I be fine if we never got another Doctor Who Christmas special? 
Yeah. I, I would be fine if none of them ever referenced Christmas as a thing again. Yeah. I'm sick of them being... Like, what they should be is a... If you like Doctor Who, this is a present for you. I was going to say, here's a one-off Doctor Who story that's a bit of a movie. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Cool. Great. And that's what I liked about Doctor Mysterio, actually. Yeah. Like, that was really cool. Because uh, that episode... It was a bit cheesy, but it was fun. It was like, oh, here's the Doctor with the superhero. It's a little long. There's some fun aliens that, like, put their brains in. A lot of fun. And that actor is really cool. Like, he's, yeah, he's he, a good guy. The cast was good. He's, sure was good. he's done some fucking trash, though. Oh, has like, he? He, I played, have... he played Goku in Dragon Ball Evolution, the live action of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? How much better is that as an idea as him playing Superman? How does he go from playing basically Japanese Superman to actually playing basically Superman? <laughs> basically white Superman. <laughs> and and having it be good. Like, yeah. oh, he's he's such an underrated guy. Yeah. I, I want him in the, in the MC universe or the DC universe. Give him like Shazam or something. Nah, nah, nah. He, he, Shazam's got to be a kid. No, yeah, but she's growing up Shazam. Like he's not ripped size. enough. No, yeah, he's, I he's guess. got to be like the Rock level rip. Yeah, uh, true. Give him, um, give him Nightwing or um, oh, Nightwing would be good yeah, actually. Yeah. yeah, he he fits that way better. Perfect. Make him, make him a yeah a Robin of some description, or even like the um the Batman Beyond Batman. He'd be real good. Oh as that yeah, that'd too. be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So the regeneration itself. Yes. So the Doctor regenerates. Yes, the Doctor is now a lady. Yep. And then the TARDIS explodes for no reason. It's always... No. No, it isn't always. No. Every Moffat one. Okay. Eccleston does damage to the TARDIS a little bit. No, he doesn't. So the Eccleston one, David Tennant starts flying the TARDIS... And he's like, let's go faster. Let's just keep oh, going faster and faster yeah, and faster. little clip, yeah. Because there's the little deleted scene. Yeah, the clip. Barcelona short. Um, with David Tennant's regeneration, he regenerates right onto the console. Yeah, see, that pisses me off. Because if it was Eccleston's one that did that, and then the other way around, like, because Eccleston is absorbing the entire fucking vortex. He's got extra power behind it. I get that. What I always assumed from um, the... Uh, the Matt Smith one was that David Tennant, he's like, I don't want to go. And he seemed to hold on to it for so long mm. that it was like popping. Yeah. That's what yeah. I got. So he like popped, he burst open the, like the, the, the you know, the, the door, mm. the console exploded. Mm. I thought that one was fine. Yeah. Peter Capaldi regenerated. Everything's fine. And then the TARDIS starts crashing. See, I never, I never heard this as an explanation like the, the, the idea that he, holding it back is what gives it more force because that makes way more sense with Matt Smith's explosive kill all the fucking Daleks yeah. regeneration fuck that regeneration <laughs> man <laughs> so dumb but yeah if he was holding that back for like a century well we know at least he was holding it back he seemed to be holding it back for all his like journey to see everyone yeah because I assumed he should have regenerated as soon as he was exposed to the radiation yeah but, like, then he goes and sees all his companions and seems to hold on to her. Jeez, he can't hold it anymore. Mm. And then, boom, and he, like, fucks the TARDIS in the process. And in the Sarah Jane Adventures, the kids show spinoff, yeah. um, where Matt Smith and David Tennant both make appearances at one point, um, I'm pretty sure it was Matt Smith's one, he references the idea that he does go back and check up on his companions every now and then, but he just never yeah. interferes with their life after that point. Yeah, I like that too. And, and I, so my headcanon then is not... It's the, the, the end of time regeneration goodbyes were even longer. Yeah. He went and saw fucking, fucking everybody. everybody. <laughs> David Tennant's doctor has such... <laughs> 
a vanity problem. Because <laughs> no other doctor gives a shit. No. <laughs> Every other doctor was like, fuck it. I'm... Well, and like the eighth uh, doctor makes Tom a Baker. this sort of thing. My, you know, my time's come, but the moment's been prepared for. Yeah. So good. Understated. Really oh, lovely. Tom Baker's regeneration's so fucking good. It's my favourite. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. Besides this whole, like, what even is the Watcher thing and the weird ghostly look of it. Like, just yeah. the superficial aspects of it were dumb to me. But Yeah, they, they kind of explain it that it was like a, like a, sh- like a time shadow. Mm-hmm. And I assumed it was just because Tom Baker had been the Doctor for so long. Well, I, I figured that it was, yeah, it was something that Tom Baker did to help out. Like, he planned for this and he... I also kind of like that it's the... Because Peter Davidson then spends his first episode mostly unconscious. Because mm. that's the first time they did the real, the Doctor's mm. has not regenerated properly. Yeah. So I got the impression well, while he's unconscious, it's almost like an out-of-body, like... Mm shadow of that being shown to Tom Baker. That makes sense. If basically during his regeneration, it's him sort of astrally projecting and becoming like going back in time and helping out with yeah. the regeneration thing. Yeah. That sort of makes some sense. Um, head cannon. There's no reason to think that. No, no, not at all. But that's better than what they give us in the show. Cause fucking that was right at the beginning. That was, um, John Nathan Turner's era of complete fuckery. Yeah. Dumbness. And, and look that the start of the, John Nathan Turner was fine for the Peter Davidson era. The Peter Davidson era was good. Um, P- Peter Davidson acknowledges though, that there was a lot of shit. Well, yeah, there was, I mean the best, the best doctor who was, uh, in my opinion, Patrick Trouton to, until Tom Baker gets the question marks on his lapels. Yeah, yeah. That's the best era of Doctor Who. Yeah, and I need period. to experience more of that because I came into it with Peter Davison. Right. So I know the John Nathan Turner era very well, and I know that it had so much potential, but also BBC wanted to kill it, John Nathan Turner wanted to kill it. <laughs> he had some dumb ideas of what this mysterious The thing is, is, it kind of... <sighs> Sylvester McCoy's last... Like, his first season sucked. But then his last two seasons were incredible. Yeah. Like, he had most... And his version of the Doctor wore this ridiculous clown-like costume, mm. but was fucking terrifying. Yeah, but he was Because he, was he fucking would Moriarty. fucking kill you and your whole fucking planet. Yeah. The, the Daleks <laughs> get fucked. Yeah, if he wants to, you're fucked. And he did. Yeah. Like, have you seen Remembrance of the Daleks? I have been, not for a long time. <sighs> fucking... He ends that by going... You know, unlimited rice pudding. By the way, I just killed your whole ship and your whole planet. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, fuck. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, but so, yeah, so initial so, impressions yeah. of um, Jodie Whittaker's She doctor. didn't mention anything about her fucking kidneys being the wrong Thank colour, God. so that's good. Oh, brilliant. Like, what a great opening line. That's all you need. That's all you need. And yeah, and like, understated, really well done. It's a pity I'm, it came at the end of that completely bullshit fucking speech. Yeah, but I really liked that whole bit. Like, the ring falling off was real nice. The cinematography was amazing. Like, it's... I, the ring falling off was a weird thing to linger on. Yeah. it's like, what is this meant to represent? Because it's his wedding ring to River it's, Song, it's, isn't it? I mean, I'm assuming that's why he's wearing a ring. I don't know. Uh, the, the, he's just had a ring. But I, I, it's c- just because the hand's so small. Yeah, yeah. Com- yeah I, I get that. But, like, it makes me think that if we're lingering on it, then it must have some sort of symbolism behind it. Now, the one thing is, the TARDIS does start crashing. For but, no reason. But the Doctor presses a button on the console. Like, presses a button, then the TARDIS starts crashing. Dumb. But 
It's almost like the TARDIS shakes her out. Yeah. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Which, I don't know if the TARDIS is just sexist. <laughs> the TARDIS um, is like, well, now I can't have a fucking weird lady boner for you and, <laughs> and be this weird love interest character for you. To which I'm saying, yeah, get, get progressive TARDIS. So either it's the, the Doctor didn't know what they were doing. Which is mo- the most canon explanation. Yeah. Or someone's taking control of the TARDIS externally. Which I'd be, cu- I'd be cool for. That's the yeah. yeah, which would be interesting. We don't really know yet. Um, having the Doctor's opening episode start with literally falling out of the sky um, will be interesting to see how they do that. I'm assuming it's just going to be, well, you're regenerating so you can basically survive anything. I can't see how they're going to do anything else. <laughs> I mean, that would be a better explanation for why the Doctor's completely screwed up by their regeneration other than just, oh, he didn't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, he was fine for afterwards. Because 11th, uh, 11th Hour was so good. 11th Hour and was so Matt good. Smith, like, nearly cra- like crashing the TARDIS. That opening sequence was incredible. Yeah. 11th Hour is just, like, hands down my favourite episode of Doctor Who nearly. Yeah. At least yeah. in the new era. Uh, like it, it is just the best way to do a opening doctor. a new Doctor story. I, I thought that the Christmas Invasion was going to be one of my favorite ways to do it, but I, like it was so obviously flawed in the fact that it Rose and Mickey do... aren't the characters of this show that I give a fuck about. Well, that's the thing. If you do it with a companion, having the Doctor sleep for a bit is fine. Mm. No companion, you don't really want that. You want the Doctor up and running and like straight away, straight yeah. away. Which seems to be the way they're going to do this from now on. That the companions aren't going to linger on after the. Doctor regenerates. I think that's more a symptom of the showrunner changing. Yeah, which should be the way it goes. It should yeah. be the Doctor changes as the showrunner changes. And, and honestly, every three or four years, I'm per- like I'm perfectly happy to have a complete reset. We're getting a new TARDIS console room, probably a new screwdriver. I Doctor Who has felt stale yeah. a little bit. I mean, I just, I, I like that it refreshes and I, I don't mind the TARDIS changing whenever the Doctor changes, but I want it to be more of a, like, less of, I blew this cunt up for some reason. Yeah. And, and more of a... I'm just changing the Yeah, I'm changing the desktop theme because I want to, because I'm a different person now. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm going to rebuild my screwdriver and I'm going to go to the wardrobe and pick out a new set of clothes. Yeah. Like, I'll be interested to see how, yeah, how Chibnall handles it. Um... Yeah. Because I think we're in for some... And we're getting three companions. Yeah. Which makes me excited. Because I... Because, again, from my favourite era of Doctor Who... Uh, you know, it's usually one companion. But, like, the John Nathan Turner, you had, you know, Tegan and, mm. and Nisa and, um, like, Adric or whoever. Mm. I like the multiple companions. Mm. Because I find it just more interesting dynamics. Yeah. Like, when Rory was travelling with Amy, that was one of the best... Yeah. Best yeah. companion stuff we've had of new Doctor Who. Yeah. I, I stand by that Amy wasn't as good as... Like, that Amy didn't do very much, and when she did, it was really dumb. But it, was, but, it wasn't... But, ang- I didn't get angry at Amy like I no. did at Rose or... Um, but see, at least or Rose... Clara. Rose is better than Clara, by a long shot. <sighs> but even, even Donna and Martha had their moments of just like, I'm not... I can't do anything. Why yeah. am I even here? And... and Clara and Amy had their moments of, well, I'm just going to push buttons and hopefully that works out. Oh, look, it did. And it was really yeah. dumb. Rose was like, well, no, what would like, what should we do here? I'm going to think about it and I'm going to actually do something. Yeah, that's true. Um, <sighs> but again, I never got angry at Amy as a no, character. No, because, because her relationship she seemed, with Rory was seemed, Well, yeah, and she, but she seemed flawed. Yeah. Like yeah. those things were kind of played as flaws, mm. but with Clara, they were played as her strengths. Yeah. And I'm like, you're a, you're a bitch. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing what these new companions are going to be like. Yeah. I, I have I don't remember the image that was released, but um, it looks like we're not getting any aliens or anything fun. No, but we like we might. One of them might be a robot or a sentient uh, puddle again. Who knows? It doesn't matter. Like it's fine as long as they're interesting characters. And um, Jodie Whittaker, I think to get a female doctor. It's going to be different, and I, that's all I really wanted. Just don't make a huge deal about the sex. Make, yeah, agreed. Make it's it just the doctor being a doctor. G- give her some cool things to do that the doctor couldn't have done before, mm. um, which I actually know. I mean, because that, that's the thing. At some point, the doctor's going to sort of flutter her eyelashes at somebody yeah. to get her way, and everyone's going to explode and go, nobody kind of sexist, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, you, the, Peter Capaldi couldn't have done that. This doctor can let them do some things that they couldn't have done before. But the one thing, the next doctor mm-hmm. also has to be female. Don't make this doctor's thing be that they were the girl doctor. But then the next doctor's going to be black. And then the next You're right, doctor's... you can't have a black and, then, and a woman doctor. Well, that, that, well, but like, that's the thing. Like, what's going to happen is that we're going to push our way until we've had 13 whole doctors that weren't straight white old men or whatever and it's going to be like this is now equal or whatever and this is dumb using identity politics as a as a, as I, a balancing scale in Doctor Who is a dumb thing don't do it if you're going to have them regenerate for a reason into something else that's you know whatever that isn't what the Doctor normally does either give a reason for it or just ignore it like I yeah that's know. the thing like it, but, but that's exactly my point you can't make the, the, the gender a thing anymore. Mm. Like, it can't matter. But all the explanation that we need here is, I've had 2,000 years of being that, I wanted to be something different this time. And that's fine. That's all yeah. you need. Yeah, but I agree. Uh, the next one doesn't need to necessarily be anything. No, but I think if you just go back to another white guy, it feels like, it feels like this was the token I feel like you've got to... Exactly what you're saying, you can't make it that. But just don't mention it. Whatever yeah, happens of course. is yeah. what I'm you saying. You don't make a big deal about it. If you it. cast another white guy as the next thing, just don't mention it. Yeah, and it then doesn't matter. And then leave it open for the next one to be anything that you want sure. it to be. Any, any, whoever comes in, if they, exp- you know, if they can play the role really, really well... Yeah. You know, all what you need to do is pick the doctor with the the showrunner as you go, like they're doing with this. We're getting the guy who wrote Broadchurch, uh, who directed, you know, showrun Broadchurch, and, and his lead actress coming on and being the Doctor Who cast yeah. for a while. Yeah. That's what we need. Whoever the next person is who runs it picks one of their pet favorite stars and yeah, gets sure. them on. And if that's a if that's fucking Idris Elba as the Doctor or whatever, it doesn't matter. Oh, he'd be good. It's too well known, though. Yeah. And he's a Cumberbatch. And he's too big. He'd have to well duck known. under the TARDIS door. True. It's <laughs> a huge anyway, motherfucker. We're an hour seven in. Yeah, we should. We so, should this. Um, what did you think of Doctor Who season seven and the regeneration? Season um, 10. Season 10. Um, are you a sexist who hates women and don't want the Doctor to be a lady? Let <laughs> us know God. at Video Shop Pod. Look, I, I. Look, it doesn't matter. If, if you. <laughs> Whatever you want to say, just say it. Direct your hate to at Callan Jenkins and at Sam Prattwhite. Not at Sam Prattwhite. Direct your love to at Video Shop. Yeah, either way, that's what you're doing. Positivity goes to the show. (laughs) Negativity goes to us. I'm okay with that. That's fine. Being a thing. Anyway, see you, Neds.